Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit, a platform where we have invited spirit to share messages, healings, and transmissions with all of us. May this energetic experience help us to expand our awareness and to deepen the relationship we have with our higher self, our spiritual team, and with Source, however we define them. Thank you for being here and for taking part in this amazing journey. Hello and welcome back to the Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit, Season 2, Episode 6 with Catherine Flynn. We are at the end of Day 2. Um, as those of you that have joined us from the beginning of this day, we've had incredible conversations and I am, no pressure, Catherine, um, fully expecting this to be on par uh, with everything else that we've, we've had today. Um, Catherine and I had an incredible conversation when we met. Um, two of the speakers that joined us today uh, are familiar with her work and speak very highly of her as well. Um, a lot of love from from Kayla, who's coming up in, in the background. Um, and so um, one of the things that I'm really excited about, um, in addition to connecting with Catherine, getting to know her a little bit better as well, but I'm also really interested in learning more about Druids. Who are they? What are they? What role do they play in our experience um, on a day-to-day -day as well as on the not so day to day. Um, and the reason that I bring this up, and for those of you that don't know, is that one of the energies that connects with Catherine is uh, the Druids. Um, and so um, I will let her introduce herself um, and then we will go from there. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, so, you know, as you had said, I do work with the Druids. Um, and for those of you that are maybe not aware, as familiar as they're, um, they lived on Earth from approximately around 300 BC to 13, 1400 AD. Um, everything, there isn't really a lot written about them um, because they never written, wrote anything down. And they were healers of their time, very connected to the Earth, um, lived outside of city centers, were kind of in the area of Turkey and then kind of persecuted all the way over to now what we would look at as Scotland and Ireland. Um, Stonehenge kind of connects back with them a little bit. Um, and so they're very earthbound, um, connected to the elements, connected to the beliefs of um, what we would consider paganism now, um, but just understanding that we are all source and how the earth can provide for you. And so a lot of what I speak about is life purpose. Um, when I work with people is about what path they're on, where their life purpose is. Um, you know, it's now kind of molding into how can we um, help the body heal and provide it what it needs energetically or through the elements um, to really live that optimal life. And so as, you know, they speak it, it's always, it's always a surprise to me um, as what comes out. Um, and it's usually exactly for the audience there for one person, you know, that will go, oh, that that was for me i get that um so they're 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 a fun group and a fun consciousness to really work with now i i can um attest to that in the sense that when you and i had a conversation there was a question that i had about the structure of this platform and um they were kind enough to and you were kind enough to let them come through but they were kind enough to, to share a message with me that mm -hmm. 
really resonated with me in many ways that went beyond just this program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, thank you to them and thank you for, for that message. Um, so where would you like to begin? Well, I think it's up to you and however you want the structure to go. I mean, you know, if there's questions from people before I start channeling about how it works or what they have, um, you know, I, I channel in three different ways, which I, which I think I told you too is, you know, but for the viewers, you know, I channel trance. So I'm in there, I'm with, you know, they're coming through, it's a conversation with them. I channel kind of through you know, uh, um, kind of an interpretive way, you know, so they're telling me things and then I'm just kind of reverberating it out. And then I do conscious channeling. So I kind of work in all three different ways as, um, you know, as I've been doing that. And what I've noticed is that, you know, it kind of depends upon the people that are there. It kind of depends upon those connections of where they're at. Um, and I see some questions coming up in the chat. So do you mind if I answer those for you? Okay. Um, you know, so one of the questions came up is when did I first start channeling and how do you recognize the various voices? Um, so I first started channeling about eight years ago. Um, I started off with, um, reading tarot cards and really being connected in in those ways. And it, just, I was at a tarot practice and just started channeling. I, I am so blessed that one of my mentors was there with me and knew what was going on because I had no clue what was happening. And so with working with, it was one of my guides with working with her and then having an understanding of how it is, is how then it kind of evolved. And then the Druid showed up um, and I started working with them. And so when you ask, you know, how do you recognize the various voices? I don't recognize the voices as much as I recognize the energies that are coming through. So from a Druid standpoint, I um, channel, there's there two really are the main ones. Um, a third one does come through now and then. And I channeled other beings such as the Divine Feminine and things, but the Druids is really where I'm at. And so um, I really read their energies is how I do it. And I always tell people every channel does it very differently. You may have already heard that from other um, channels you've already had. And mine just is a, is a different way of just energy reading versus, you know, voice reading. Um, the other question someone had asked is what is our life purpose? And your life purpose is really why we're here, why we decided to um, inhabit this human body and come to live an earth experience. Because as we all know, we can grow a lot from um, the earth experience and from inhabiting a human form. And so our purpose is that there are certain things that we want to get out of our lifetime here. So learnings, growth experiences, there's all kinds of things. And each one of us have one and they all might be very different. Someone's life purpose might be to be a caretaker. And you notice that all you're doing is you're taking care of, you know, your siblings or your friends, and then you have children and your parents. And it's like, you're not maybe in nursing or in a type of of career that has that, but you constantly are taking care of people. Um, or it could be something, you know, very different too. Um, my life purpose is to channel and to give these messages and to do this work and help people on their, their transformational journey or their healing journey. And a couple of things that I want to add to this, because, um, as many of you know, I'm learning to channel and I, I need to own that a little bit more. Um, Mm-hmm. The um, 
information that's been shared with me through one of my, and I call them spiritual friends because they're friends in spirit form that communicate to me through my friends that I practice with. And so I've got a group of friends that we get together every week and we, or whenever we can, and we channel for each other. And then friends of ours will come through. Um, and so I'm going to butcher his last name, Eric Mev, Mevbedev or something like that. Um, channeling Eric. Uh, her mother has a lot, has a blog and a lot of information about him. He committed suicide, I think, when he was 24. And shortly after going over to the other side, started coming through and connecting with his mother, Medhouse, Medhus. Thank you, Sally. Um, and so he's one of the people, the energies that comes through to play with us and to, to help us along. And one thing he said to me, which to us, which I really resonated with was, we can begin to recognize their the differences in their energy, which is exactly what you're saying, Catherine, about how do you recognize the voices? It's not the voices as much as it is the energy. And it, for me, it's really, really subtle. Mm -hmm. I have a team, I call them my pack, of nine that I work with very closely. Um, they are not my guides. Uh, the impression that I get, and I'm, I'm still not very clear about this, the impression that I get is that they are that we're like uh, we're like best friends, and we do a lot of stuff together, like explore and and help each other out, and they're, they're kind of like a like a, a group of best friends. Um, and the impression that I get is that they're very powerful, very mm -hmm. strong, um, and again, powerful not in an ego way. And I, I'm sorry for taking over this conversation, but I'm getting to the point here. I'm beginning to recognize when they come through because they were coming through as a collective originally. And this is really for, for, for Kayla. I was listening to their energy and I could feel that it was a voice that was a collective voice. And in the last three or four times that I've channeled, I've started noticing a personality through the voice. So the first one was very strong, very present, very... I don't want to say aggressive because it's not aggressive in a bad way, but just very, just powerful in, in his energy. Uh, the second one was very quiet, much more subtle. The third one was clearly a feminine energy. The fourth one, I get the feeling was me because it was, there was a recognition in the, the energy and it's really, really subtle. And so the reason that I'm bringing this up is because if anybody is looking to deepen their connection with spirit, with their team. Pay attention to the subtlety in the message that you're receiving. So I know with Kayla, she does a lot of writing. And so when you're, when you're, when you're getting the messages as that writing is coming through, listen for the energy of whoever is coming through and then start noticing the difference the next time. You might not be able to say, oh, this was Jesus or this was so-and-so but you will start to begin to recognize the differences and then eventually that will lead to uh, being able to recognize more and more. Mm -hmm. um, and for life purpose, I love this question. It's to experience life and everything that it has to offer is the way that I, I describe it. Um, yeah. And that's the, what I would say it is about life. That's what our purpose is, is to live a life, but we have to have a reason for being here. And so that purpose is really the reason why we're walking our path. 
And so we can all come down here and just kind of flitter around and not accomplish anything and just do whatever, but we're not evolving as energetic beings and as, as light beings. So it's about coming here, doing the work, putting in the time and then, you know, really evolving. And there's things that we can get through and we can get past and we can work through. And there's things that we don't. So, you know, that's, that's a piece of it as well, too, is understanding that, that shifting of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. So thank you for that. And, yeah. um, so can you talk to us a little bit more about, um, kind of the differences again, can, can you go over a little bit more detail about the differences in the way that you channel again, for people that are interested in learning more about connecting with their own team or with their own experiences, with their own sensations and knowings or voices in their head. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I, you know, I, as I said before, I channel kind of in three different ways, you know, um, I do trance, I do conscious channel, then what I call interpretive channeling. And, you know, how I really honed the gifts was through automatic writing. Um, that's really how I learned that connection piece of when it's me and when it's them. And so, you know, I know Kayla talked a lot about that in her session and but it's really a great thing to work that muscle because channeling is a muscle. And I tell my, you know, my clients all the time, like, all right, we got to stretch it, you know, just the way you do can go to the gym and work out, you know, the muscles in your body. We have to do the same thing with that muscle for channeling and understanding how to turn it on and off. And so as you have these different energies coming through you that are working with you, it's important to understand how they come in and trigger you to trigger in a positive way to listen or to know they're there and how you also know who is the right one to come in and who's not the right one to come in. And that just comes with time of feeling those shifts and those energies coming through because that truly allows you to have that consciousness of knowing who's coming. You know, I know when I channel, you know, one of the druids who's very ancient, very old, um, his messages are going to be very pointed. They're going to be very specific. And they, he comes through for certain clients and certain people because they understand how he speaks. But I know if another one comes through, it's a little more humanized. No, not doesn't speak the way we speak, but has kind of that more human aspect to it. His energy is much lighter. I can tell a little better. The voice is different. I know that that's what that person needs. And so as you work with your collective and understand who's there, it allows you to truly, they, they come through based on who's in front of you. You know, it's even when you said, what's your topic for today? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know what I sent you because I'm like, they're probably just going to mention it and then take a total right turn. And we're going to be like, that had nothing to do with the title, but what, like we can connect it somehow um, because it's all about who showed up today. And so even when I channel the people that'll come through, it's going to be specific to who's here and what they need to hear. Yes. And let me add this, that it isn't just about who's here as well. It's also who's listening to this. And this yeah. is something that took me a little while to kind of get my head around, but this is being recorded. And if you're watching this a year, two years, three years down the road, this message is also for you. Yeah. Yep, you were um, meant to hear it. There is exactly. no coincidence of the people that are on here today that will be called to it later on. That, you know, even when I do, you know, 
you know, group retreats and settings with people. I'm like, there's a reason why each and every one of you are in this room at the same time. There's no coincidence for it. And it always amazes me how there's consistency in that and how everyone's learning off of each other. And there's that consciousness. I even noticed it with, if I have, you know, three clients in a day, I'm like, oh, there was a theme there. You know, there was a common, a common denominator. Not that they know each other or saw each other, even knew I had another client that day. Um, But I think it's more of that because every time I channel and every time I'm working with them, I myself am learning and healing and getting downloads and evolving um, as a spiritual being too. Um, As channels, we think, you know, most of it, we don't remember a lot of it usually afterwards. And so, you know, we think, oh, it was just for them. And now we're, we're pulling out or we don't know, but that's not the case. I'm still receiving that energy and I'm still receiving um, that, that transmission is the word that they want me to use right now with that. So. And so speak to that a little bit, because this is again, something, you know, that Kayla was specifically interested in learning to explore a little bit more in her own experience. Mm -hmm. When you say they want me to say that, Mm -hmm. what is it that they want me to use that word? How do you recognize that that's the word that they are asking you to use? Well, first of all, that's not a word that I probably have used in the last 10 years. So that's one thing I know. Um, But I just hear these words and, you know, when we all speak, we we think or we pause or we use the word um or so. And if you haven't, if you, I don't know if any of you have noticed, but I've been pretty fluid in my speaking because they're kind of telling me what I need to say. So I don't need to pause and let my mind think about my next thought. And even when you ask me a question, it just kind of rolls back out again. And that's part of me starting to tune in and really kind of be connected to them because I feel like even now, this is the knowledge that I hold and that I believe, but I'm still tapped in enough that it's letting it come through. So there's a reason why that word needed to be used. And I would say for the person that it connects with to reach out to you and say, that word was for me. Um, (laughs) Who was, but there's words a lot that will come to my mind and I'll be like, is this even a word? Or I'll have to look it up and find out what it means. Or like, oh yeah, I have heard of that word. But there's a specific reason. And I think words are vibrations and words are are spells and they are so magical and there's so much energy in them. And to use the wrong word that wouldn't have the right vibration is very important to them. Because if you look at our voices are lyrical, which is energy, which is also vibration, which is healing. So you have to use the right words at the right time for it to connect. And something that I will add to that in my own experience, and it goes back to what I said earlier, which is as I start to be able to identify the energy of my own thoughts versus the energy of thoughts that, and I say it, comes to me in quotes, that's when I start to kind of go, that wasn't me. And that wasn't my, that wasn't, that wasn't coming from me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm beginning to differentiate that myself. And again, I, I want to emphasize this. It's incredibly subtle for me. Um, but the more that you start looking in that direction, the more you're going to start to see that. Yeah. And, and it's just about practice. You know, the more you work with it, the more you work with the energy. You know, when I first started channeling, I could maybe do it two minutes and I was wiped out. I was on the couch, like need a break, you know, drinking a ton of water. And now 
you know, I can channel, I, I think the max I've channeled is like two hours in a row. Like I never stopped. I just, and it was full trance. So it was even more difficult on my body. Um, but it's just working with it. You know, it's just yeah. having that, that understanding of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. There's a really good question uh, in in the chat. What is something that we can do to connect more with nature? Is there a spell or a prayer for nature to flourish? So the first thing they always say with nature is the one thing we don't give Mother Earth is gratitude. You know, we always talk about, oh, how we're polluting or how, you know, we're running out of resources or we're using too much of this or we're using too much of that. But gratitude is the one thing that can really help resolve all energetic issues we have, even with other people. So just to look at at mother nature and just say, thank you for giving me ground to walk on. Thank you for the air I breathe. Just sending that energy of love back into the earth is very, very important. And that is one way to connect. The other way is to be out in nature, Um, you know, to go walk through the grass and bare feet. It's very grounding. You know, we, as light workers, we all live in this higher plane. We all live up above. We're all very, you know, spiritual. But the problem is, is we like being up here and I like being up here too, but our bodies are earthly. They're very, they need to be grounded. So we have to go back down into the earth, which part of that is through meditation of grounding or walking outside, you know, with bare feet, um, putting intention to go down, eating root vegetables, um, you know, Epsom salts, really t- using those things, stones around you or under your feet to really help pull you down. Um, so those are other ways to connect. But, you know, the one suggestion I would give specifically for the person who put the checks, I'm looking at her at her picture right now that's there, is for for her, it's really about just being in it and having that appreciation for it. Sit outside under a tree even if you want to read a book or you're going to take a nap, but, you know, just be out in nature and just give it the gratitude back. Every time I am outside, I just say, thank you. Thank you for having this beautiful park I can walk through. You know, I look out and I see the lake and I'm like, thank you for a lake and a fresh water source that's there. That's beautiful. And it reminds me of a couple of things that I'd like to add in. There was a a meditation that I heard that really stuck with me, which was, and I'm just going to give it to you really quickly, go back into your past and remember moments of beauty that you experienced on earth Mm -hmm. and just relive them. And it's really nothing more complex than that, just remembering these times of beauty that you experienced on earth. When I look out my window and I see the the green of the bushes, I appreciate that. when I have a bird that flies next to the window, I appreciate the bird for coming to visit me. And, and so it's just these little things of just noticing and appreciating with gratitude, even the smallest thing. I've got three plants that are alive in, in, within my, my apartment. And so I'm appreciating their presence all the time. And I know yeah. that I neglect them a lot and I apologize, <laughs> um, but I'm appreciative of their, their presence, even if I'm not aware of giving them that appreciation all the time. There are times when I kind of go, hmm, let me, let me yeah. thank you for being part of my experience um, yeah. and for whatever it is that you're doing to, to add value to my life that I'm not even aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're giving us energy all the time. They're always, you know, we, people don't understand that or they understand it, but 
we need to give appreciation back to the earth because that's where we come from. You know, it's truly when they say our bodies come from earth and they will stay with earth when our souls decide to go back home again. And we have to understand that we need what the earth provides. We need the nourishing foods. We need the, the hydrating water. We need the sunlight. We wouldn't be able to exist with without with what without what the earth provides because everything we have somehow comes from earth. People say, oh, it's plastic. It's man, it doesn't come from earth. I'm like, well, technically it does. If you take all the little bits and pieces that create plastic, and I do not know how you make plastic, but if you did, I'm sure you could trace everything back to a mineral or an or oil or something that comes from earth. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because I know a lot of people in the spiritual community um, talk about how, and I, I don't disregard this, but it's something that I question when people say to really connect with things that are natural and things that are alive, there's a different energy to it. And I always kind of go back to, yeah, but plastic is also spirit. Plastic is also God energy. Plastic is also part of Though we manipulated it out of oil, its roots come from earth. Um, And so that's something that I kind of play with. Yeah. It comes to a point too, where, you know, I, I will say I'm not a proponent of using plastic for everything we do. You know, the fact that all of our food comes in plastic is kind of like surprising to me, but I think we have to look at that. If we give mother earth appreciation for the ability to have a container that can hold our food, and we're not overutilizing it and sending that back into a way of recycling and allowing it to come back through um, and be reused again. So we're reusing the resources she gave us. That's that kind of solves that whole that whole cycle there for us. Yeah, and and it's the little things that we can do. Like I've I've started sending emails to companies and selling telling them. You know, I got this product and it came with styrofoam. Can you please use cardboard or other items that are more ecologically friendly? Mm-hmm. I've written to companies saying, I'm going to stop buying your product because you put it clearly on the packaging that it's not recyclable. Why would you even do that? Like, you know that it's not recyclable, so make it recyclable. Mm-hmm. And so we can do these little things, but I don't want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple clarifying questions. Yeah. Um, Epsom salt, if... There was some comment there that you mentioned about Epsom salt. Oh, as another way to ground. So yeah, like if you take an Epsom salt bath, that can be very grounding for you and pull you down. Remember, salt is truly the center of our earth. Um, and even though you're mixing it with with water, which is you know a different element, um, it still can pull down. And then it helps, especially for channelers. I know I have a severe issue with depletion of magnesium, which we've led back to my channeling. Um, so if you're noticing someone that you channel a lot and you might be depleted in that, that also those Epsom salt baths also help with that. So it can be grounding and really pull us, anchor us back down again. And there was a clarifying question on how does the agreement with Gaia work? between our bodies and Gaia? So I think I, if I don't answer this question or I put something else in the comments, um, but this is why I'm thinking to answer this based on how I'm understanding the question is that really Gaia has created our bodies. So she is saying she is providing a vessel or a tool for the soul to use while it's on earth. And so that agreement is that we're going to use that while we're here. And then we, put it, it goes back into earth again, you know, through, you know, we get cremated or we go into the ground or whatever you decide you want to be done with yourself. And so 
that agreement is really that we that it's providing it for us. Now, there isn't necessarily an agreement saying we're going to utilize everything Gaia gives us. So none of us drink the most purified water in the world. We might drink sodas or juices or other beverages that maybe aren't exactly pure from Gaia. Um, and we might have other things too that we eat or consume that aren't 100% pure. Like I don't know a single person that eats fresh fruits and vegetables that they grow themselves organically in their backyard. Like, I just don't think it's possible right now. Um, but there is an agreement that we're going to use it and then we're going to give it back and we can't take it with us. You know, we can't say, Oh, we're going to die and go to the next dimension and the next realm. I'm going to, you know, cart this body with me. It's kind of like, no, nah, it's going to stay here and I'm going to go pick up another one when I, when I get somewhere else. So I hope that answered your question. It was a little vague. If it didn't, just throw something else in the chat um, or feel free to, you know, reach out and I can try to answer it a little more specifically for you. So one of the things that I found really fascinating, and I mentioned this in an earlier conversation, um, I learned, again, through a channel that as humans, we are an integral part of the energy that Gaia receives. And we are not the only species on plant on the planet that does this, but we are one of the main species that empower Gaia with her energy. Like the energy comes through us and into her. Yeah. Um, and so this is a relationship that we have in agreement with her that relates to this kind of agreement that we have with Gaia in terms of our bodies and our human body and our spiritual experience on earth is part of this symbiotic relationship of we are part of a species that helps to empower the energy of Gaia. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, yeah. it's, it, there's a symbiotic uh, game that is played between her and us in a very meaningful and powerful way that we can tap into more and more yeah. if that's an area that we want to want to explore. Um, yeah. I mean, we are, we are Gaia. We are Earth. Just the same way as we say we are source. Our souls are part of source. Our bodies are part of Gaia. Like there's, it, there's just that connection there. And, you know, we are giving energy back. And I am a believer in that we, there are, there are other dimensions that we can travel to. We can work through or interdimensional. Some of us are interdimensional beings, but that just because right now in this timeline, I'm sitting in this chair talking to you, doesn't mean that in another timeline that isn't necessarily linear, um, because we know there is no such thing as time, but that I'm not doing something else. It's just my consciousness is here right now. And so there is that shift of there are other beings that are on this planet or other planets or, you know, this, we can get down a huge rabbit hole and say, well, are there really planets, you know, or is it just this, you know, this idea or illusion of, of where we're currently at and experiencing. But what I tell people too, is it's so important that when you are in like I'm in this timeline right now sitting with you and I need to be present in this timeline that I'm living because I am someone I can jump timelines. I have lost three hours of a day and been like, I don't know what happened. Or I sit down and have these thoughts of, I'm like, that is not in this timeline. That is in a total, but I knew I had gone to this other timeline, had a very different experience and came back to sit down and was happy I had a chance to sit down because I'd done so much that day. And I'm like, you haven't done anything today, you know, not that would make you that tired, but it's all interconnected. And as humans, I think we only see 
you know, a very small fraction of a percentage of what is truly out there. But that, to me, that's the gift. You know, it's like we're, we're truly living with blinders on, but that's what we need because we can't evolve if we don't have those blinders right now. Yeah. And that's also what we chose, like like you're saying. And another way of saying it is I came into this experience to live this human body in this timeline. And so being responsible and respective of that, mm-hmm. as opposed to wanting to leave my body and to go into astral projections the entire time. And that's not what this human experience was for in terms of, again, this is entirely my, my idea and point of view. Um, yeah. Caroline has her hand up. Um, do you want to unmute yourself and, and, and join the conversation? Yes, I just wanted to be uh, to give more details on what I understood from your answer. Hi, Catherine. Nice Hi. to meet you. Um, actually, I just uh, what I understood is so basically Gaia would be a soul that has incarnated in a 3D form, which is the planet. But this soul does not have the blinders on. It probably knows that it's living in many other dimensions. And we are borrowing her 3D uh, template, I guess. We're we're here, like bringing more energy to this soul. So I don't know. It's very complicated, actually. You're <laughs> right. It's better not to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what? So this is a question I'm gonna have to have them kind of tell me what to say because even this is kind of beyond like my understanding. So I'm glad you asked this question because it was something obviously needed to come up for both of us and for everyone on. So what they're saying is that guy is an energy that is that that is there that we utilize that we work with and that she has incarnated into the earthly form but it's not just earth we're seeing this in a su- such a 3D level that it's not just the planet that we know so it's much gr- it's much grander than that but they say right now we're just going to focus on the earth part because they said it's beyond our what our Pickle, what are what your little brain's comprehension could understand it to be? And so as they're saying that, they're also telling me that, you know, because she is an energy, she can pull energy to survive from other life forces. So she is part of source. She is, you know, that earth energy we talk about. And they say earth energy and Gaia are not 100% the same, but they're very similar. Earth is a, is a bigger concept than just what Gaia is. But she, they said as Gaia works, it allows for the construct and the understanding that it can pull from other places and other pieces. But every human, plant, animal, tree, whatever it is that is on the planet Earth also helps to feed her. And she is there to nurture us. She is the nurturing aspect of Earth. So she's more of that feminine aspect of it that and we call it mother earth or or gaia as mother but they say there's also this masculine part of it because part of the earthly experience is we have to understand duality and with that duality we can see that there is that there is that difference and so we even though she can pull from other areas and other parts that she has to understand we have to understand that we are the ones that can feed her direct because we are truly her children And we are the ones that can truly rely on her as she nurtures us. And as we know, when we have a mother and a newborn baby, the mother has to nurture the baby, feed the baby for the baby to grow. And then as it's cyclical, the baby then grows into an adult and then it kind of becomes reversed or it's more of this even pairing where 
they're working together in commonality to take care of each other. And then at some point, maybe the baby takes care of the mother. So they're kind of explaining it in that way. So does that kind of answer your question a little bit more or a better way? Wow, that was amazing. Well, I do know that I, I had this twitching, itching when we were saying Mother Earth or Gaia, but I did feel there was something more and you just answered that beautifully. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Kyle is coming in with a question. Okay. Yep. Okay. So I have a question for Drew. Is when you channel, if you will be answering questions in addition to giving messages regarding reincarnation, how can we understand ancestral healing across lifetimes when our ancestral carbon DNA <clears throat> was not the same? Like if we recall a past life during World War One, being from a family in Germany, but today my lineage is different. Okay, boy, that's a loaded question, Kayla, <laughs> for sure. Um, so with within regards to that, within regards to reincarnation and ancestral stuff, so our DNA of our bodies carries an ancestral lineage and energy from that. So. Yes, your whatever your body DNA holds, that is going to come through and that will come through. Now, that might not be a lifetime you remember. So when you think of have to think about past lives, you have to understand that past lives, only the ones that are important to us or that we need to heal or shift energy in or be aware of are the ones that come to us. There we have thousands of lifetimes, whether it be on planet Earth or other planes or as guides or whatever we want, whatever we did. So when you have, so sorry, I'm digressing here, Kayla. Um, when you have a, a body, so I'll use my me for example. My ancestral lineage, DNA-wise, is German and Celtic, okay? So I have a lot of those paths. So for instance, I have an intolerance to white potatoes that has come from the potato famine of my ancestral DNA, okay? Now, when I look back at my lifetimes, I have had a lot of lifetimes in that Celtic way because I, well, I'm channeling Druid. So of course I've been a Druid. And so I have that. So I've kind of brought both of them back here, but I've also had lifetimes where I have been in the South Pacific as a healer, where I've been in the Amazon, where I've been in other places on this earth that aren't connected to that Celtic DNA structure. And so that is changing and healing a lifetime and an energy you had but the DNA is still the same. And you have to keep in mind that we have our energy or we have our physical DNA of our bodies, but we also have our energetic DNA, which is how I kind of think about the, um, the past lives that don't connect in with that DNA. So it's weird. It's like, you want to understand both of them. But what I tell people a lot is whatever's coming to you at that time is what you need to heal and look at. So to me, it doesn't matter if it's if it's physical DNA or if it's ancestral or if it's a past life, it's coming to you for a reason. And that's why you need to look at it, realign it, shift it, and to truly let it pass as it is. Um, and I don't use the word heal. People say, oh, heal it. But I don't use the word heal because sometimes it's just a realignment or a shifting of that. It's not, doesn't need to fully shift and change or, or heal because what is healing? Um, 
is it taking it back to normal? Is it taking it to perfection? Is it readjusting it? So I like to use the words um, realignment or shifting instead to allow for that. But just go with what comes to you, Kayla. You know, if you feel like this lifetime from World War One keeps p- coming up, look into it, dig into it. If you're like, eh, it doesn't mean anything anymore, then then shift back from that too. So does that kind of answer for you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're right. Your your goal is to stump me today, Kayla. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> well, good try though. Although it wasn't just me, as you know. Um, so there's a quick question from Donna asking if the druids use crystals in healing. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, crystals come from the earth. You know, they're they're stones. They have a lot of great energies to them. Everything on this earth has an energy, a vibration, a consciousness. And so crystals are no different. So yeah, they used a lot of stones and crystals in that way. And speaking of druids, are there any specific messages that they would like to share with us? Are they interested in coming through and speaking with us? And Yeah. I can definitely do more of a trance channel for you guys. Um, so they are very conversational. So, um, but they're very direct and to the point as well. So I will have them come through. Um, if someone does have a a, a question, because they will say, "Does everyone understand?" Um, just if there's someone that does, um, Dana, if you can just say quickly, you know, if it's Caroline, say Caroline, if you can go off mute, um, then you, everyone knows here knows how to unmute and get back on ask the question, just jump back on mute again. Um, that will just help kind of keep them um, from get, becoming, you know, a little agitated um, and just go ahead and ask the question and, and let it move on. And um, yeah, it will just let them kind of lead the way. Um, and don't be shocked if they start cutting people off. Um, they are very direct and to the point and, and have that, that specific, uh, just want to run with it. So that Beautiful. works for you guys. Okay. All right. From an understanding of where each of you have been to where each of you are going, it is important to see your lifetime and your path as truly the path and the lineage of where you want to get to. But not only that, if you look down deep within, within to the heart center of your soul, within to the path, within the connection to your higher self, as the higher self, the mind, the body, and the soul truly have reconnected to become a consciousness of where things are at, where you're getting to within this lifetime, and how you are shifting what you know. For each of you are looking for learnings, for developments, which is very good as the inquisitive nature is what allows for that shifting and that realignment of the energy. For as your body can realign with the energy and the vibrations of not only the planet Earth, but also all of the energies around you that are from the Earth, but also above, although we will not get into those today, for that is a longer topic than what we want to discuss, is that you have the understanding and knowingness that as these shifts are coming in, as you are allowing for yourself to have the understanding that these energies are there. You need to look at each one of them. For when you 
look at the duality that earth provides. You can see the good and the bad. You can see the up and the down. You can see the right and the wrong. But why is there good and bad? Why is there right and wrong? Why is right always right? Bad is always bad or vice versa. What you need to understand is it is showing you the duality and the difference. Or when you can see life as a duality of that, you can see the black and black and is different from the white and is the total opposite. It will truly, truly allow you to have an understanding, a consciousness that even though it is very different, it is what you need to see. Because the human experience and the growth cannot happen without seeing the duality of what is there. Now, as you look at the duality of what is being provided within the third dimension and the third realm, you have to then look and see if you can understand the duality of the human experience within the third dimension. It allows you to see the oneness that comes from the fourth. It allows you to see that although that there is black and white, white cannot be there without black and black cannot be there without white. The same thing if you look at good and bad or right or left or all of those other differences. It is allowing for you to have the knowing and understanding that as the this is all coming through and coming together, that you can see that it is all one and it is all part of the common consciousness. Now, when you look at the fourth dimension, and we want to use dimensions and realms in very different ways, because dimension is the shifting of the larger path, but within each of those dimensions are the different densities or realms that each of you think of. We know that was a question one of you had at a moment. So when you look at those, it is the same way within an elevator. You can't go from the third floor to the fourth floor without going through kind of the third and a half floor or seeing where the two of them come together. And you can get out on those different ways. Or if you look at it walking up steps, you have to go up so many steps, you just can't jump between the third and the fourth. So that is how we want you to look at these realms or, or densities that we're so looking at within each of the dimensions. And so as you are looking at these and as you are shifting, when you get up into the fourth, it is all more about the oneness. It is not true oneness as that is truly what the fifth is about. But fourth is truly about that understanding that although I may have a difference with this person, I can see it from their point of view. I see the duality and the differences, but I also see the oneness of what it is. I see the connection that each of us have in that, in that there is that understanding of what is there. For that is how you will know, grow, and truly understand and develop with this piece as you are shifting, as you are understanding where you're at. It allows truly for that connection to come through, and it allows for you to truly understand and have a piece of that pie. So now then as you're moving into that and having a human experience of understanding within the fourth dimension of where you are at, that you can see that although the duality is there, it is not important. So it doesn't matter what is right and wrong because what is right in your race may be wrong in yours or vice versa, but it allows you to see that it is from the eye of the person that's having the experience. And that is when you come to see that there aren't as many judgments, opinions, beliefs, or programs being put on people or people taking them on for their understanding that it isn't right and how it is created, that it doesn't have that grasp of what is, what could be, and what, where things are at. So that is how you look at that from the third, the fourth. And then as we get up into the fifth, which we won't get into today, but there are those people that do exist in the fifth dimension. It is truly where it is all about one and love where it's all about the oneness. So as we look at those from those different places, does that make sense to everyone up to this far? Are there any questions right now before we move on? Um, I had a question. Okay. In our lifetime, 
dimension or fifth dimension? Or is that something beyond this life? It is not beyond this life. Or although as you as a spiritual being can decide where you want to move up through, the earth itself or Gaia or Mother Earth or however you want to call it is truly moving up into that fourth dimension that fourth dimension right now. It is moving up into that higher vibrational plane, which is why you've seen so much shift in the consciousness, is why you're seeing shift in the planet overall, how the human body is experiencing it, where those beings that have not embraced it or have not allowed themselves to ascend are finding it's very difficult to exist, which is why you're finding dis-ease coming in, which is why you're finding the pulling back of things, which is why you're seeing more of this duality and this clashing because there is not that understanding that we all need to raise up. For there is a common consciousness that you're only as good as your greatest link, which is a word and terminology you guys use, which is truly true. Or when you look at the entire source universe and system and constellation of what is there, Earth does hold down from where other planets and other planes are, or other dimensions are. So it is about allowing that to rise up and having that. But as an individual being, you may decide that you no longer want to live in the fourth and you want to go to the fifth or even into the sixth if you are so at that level of vibrational intelligence that you're able to do that. It is also how you can move interdimensionally. It is how you can shift between different planes and different places to allow for those energies to to impermeate you and allow for that connection of what is. It is where much healing can take place as well. If you want to use the term healing or shifting or realignment or energy, it allows for that common knowledge to go in. So to answer your question in a very roundabout way, we know we took a while to get there, is yes, you can shift into where you want to go. Because remember, it is truly about your vibration, your energy, and how the connection is between the mind, the body, and the soul to be able to get you where you need to go. For anything is possible as long as you are truly in vibrational alignment with each of those and with where you are within the planet Earth. Did that answer your question for you? Yes, thank you. Of course. Does anyone else have any other questions for us today? Go ahead, Kyla. In regards to channeling, and, and say I would be open to channeling you, Druids, collectives, what would I do on my part to open up to be able to allow you to come in? In other words, like what kind of suggestions from your perspective do you need from us in order to meet you somewhere and is it a matter of just desire or is it more of a life path like i'm meant to interact with you or i'm not okay you like the big questions today we know so how <laughs> do you look at this is you have to have an understanding that we can communicate with any being on the planet that just like any other consciousness out there whether it be druid consciousness extraterrestrial consciousness other energetic consciousness that we anything can communicate with any being on the planet but when you ask about channeling and allowing for that truly intimate expression and that integration of the two for what we do with her is truly an intimate 
integration of our energetic body into her physical body and allowing for her energetic body to step back. So it is truly a reconnection of it. Now, we will tell you with her, it was truly her life path and her life purpose, for it was something she agreed to do before she even came onto this planet and has done for us many times before, for she is truly is a druid and has lived those lifetimes. And what she is doing on this plane and within this time frame is a lot of what she's tried to do in other times, but we did not give her the right knowledge, the right skills, and the energy of the earth was not right for it. So in a way, it kind of backfired on us. But now we know that with this reshifting of it, it's allowing for that. So for you specifically, as you ask the question, will answer it, although others will be able to take it in as well, is that it is about the allowance of how close your vibrational matches can come together. Or if you want to work with us, which we are more than happy to do, it is truly about understanding that connection and that peace. But it is also about ensuring that our energies and your energies match at a very good rate. And that because we know that our energy and our vibration is very different than someone else's, it may be difficult to truly channel within the trance or the way she's doing now because if the energies are not in alignment the human body will become very exhausted we will become very exhausted it will deplete most of our energy where then it we won't get through the messages that are needed because our energy will go to trying to keep the human body somewhat enabled in utilizing and existing so we say to anyone who wants to work with us specifically is we're happy to work with others is that first we want to work with you on more of that conscious understanding where we can give you messages where things can come through and it, as long as you listen more and more consciousnesses are working with people that way or at least you're open to it as the human body's vibration is open as the ascension process is happening now if you want to get to the point where there's this truly intimate trans connection as we have with her that takes a much longer time and yes it can happen but you have to remember we've been working with her even before she inhabited the human body to ensure that her human body she brought into was at that vibrational place for when it is at that higher vibrational place we didn't have to take it up as far to get it where it needed to be so when we came in many years ago and was able to fully come into her it had that connection of where it was so work with us just ask us to come by ask us for direction for information and we are more than happy to work with you or anyone else who would like to work with our consciousness but to get to that intimate section as anyone else has or any other person who fully trans channels that takes a little more time and work to truly find that integration and that intimacy of what is there. So we hope we work with you soon. But did that answer your question for you? Yes, that was a beautiful explanation. Thank you. Of course. Who else has something for us today? Anybody else? Go ahead, Caroline. Hi, um, you talked about raising our vibrations. How would you suggest would be the best way in your view to raise our vibrations? So we will tell you it is different for each being who is on the planet. That is for sure. But the one thing we can tell you, which we feel what will resonate with you is truly is about finding that alignment 
of the body, the mind, and the soul. For when your energetic body is truly in alignment with your physical body and they are working as one, that is when that vibration can shift and can raise. It is where that ascension process is. It is also about ensuring that you're taking the grounding energy from the earth that comes up through the root chakra through the feet and connecting it with the celestial energetic energy that comes in through the crown chakra. And as those two mold together, for they are the same energy, just at a different vibration, or you can look at them as two different colors. Say you have red energy and blue energy, and they make purple energy. And as those two transmute, you have to have both of them to have the human experience. That also helps to raise the vibration. And when you can find that you can maintain the grounding that the human body needs and bring in that source energy that's light with the realignment of the physical body with the energetic body, as things move smoothly and through, that is when you will have that increase in vibration. You can also do this through simple tasks as meditating, reconnecting back with yourself, eating the foods that are important for you to have. If you need more grounding, eat more root vegetables. If you are lacking in the air energy and that lightness, eat more fruits that come from air, such as those that grow on trees. If you find yourself needing to reconnect in with a different element, such as water, perhaps you go into the water, you swim, you take a bath, or you eat fish that come from the water. Each of these, when you are finding there's something out of alignment or out of balance, as long as you shift those to become an alignment again, that will assist you in raising your vibration and maintaining that balance. But when one of them falls out again, and it is not in alignment, the vibration can increase because it, it, there's one pulling down and one pulling up. So tap inwardly to yourself. Find out what it is that you need where you don't have that alignment or balance. Realign it or shift it or even let go of something that's been holding you back or a block, whether it be a belief, a program, or a thought. And you will find yourself raising up as you need to. Did that answer your question for you? It answered it wonderfully. Thank you. Okay. Are there any other questions before we go then? We, I do have a, a, a follow-up question, and there's also a question in the chat. Um, yeah. You talked about letting go of beliefs. I know that for myself, and I would imagine many on this call, that would be an area that we could really use some help with in terms of understanding how do we let go of beliefs in a way that is honoring of ourselves and the energy of that belief while still moving on beyond it to let go of any resistance that it causes and creates. But why do you need to honor a belief that no longer serves you? It is saying, I need to keep this thing with me that isn't helpful or holding me back any longer. It is truly about saying, what is this belief that I has been brought to me? Has the belief been brought to me that I need to live a difficult, hard life? Why? I don't know. I don't think it's that difficult. But when you have that, you bring that energy towards you, that your life needs to be difficult, that it shouldn't be as smooth as it should, that there shouldn't be joy in there, that you expect life to be very hard and difficult. And we're not saying life isn't hard and difficult. There are times, but they should be balanced out with joyful times and happy times and times that allow for this reconnection. 
But if you truly believe that it should only be hard and difficult, that's all you will ever find. You won't find the joy and the happiness. So you can honor that and put it on a pedestal and say, yes, this is so wonderful. And I had this, but you need to let it go. Don't don't make a trophy out of it. Say, thank you for what you did for me. You let me experience life in a very different way. But now I'm ready to let you go and let you exit my energy, my belief pattern, and my understanding so that you can move forward. And it's not like you're going to push back everything that you experienced from that belief. But what it's saying is that it served its purpose and I'm ready to move forward. You're ready to move on to the next thing. You don't look at a plate of dinner that you have and say, well, I really can't move on to dessert yet because I still need to eat this dinner. And the next day you say, but I had such a good dinner last night. I guess I need to eat the same thing. No, you get rid of it. And then you move on and you have the next meal and the next. It is the same thing with beliefs. Thank it for what it's done. Appreciate for what it is. And truly let it pass to allow yourself to have that reconnection, gratitude for what it provided, and let it go into the universe. Let it disappear because it's only holding you back. Did that answer your question? It did. However, it's one of those things, easier said than done, is a phrase that we like to use a lot. And we understand that. And that is about the mind shift. That is about why do you want to continue hold on to this belief that life needs to be difficult and terrible? Because when you can truly change that belief or understand where that comes from, did it come from a very abusive childhood? Did it come from a very difficult past life where your life was very traumatic? Is that how it's coming through? Is it a change of mindset to see something instead of going straight to the negative and how terrible and awful it is, but to say, this isn't positive, this isn't good, but let me see the brightness or the light that can come through it. Let me experience this as a learning moment to be able to shift that to let it go. So you need to truly go in and look at why do you want to hold on to that? Why do you want to put that belief on a pedestal? Why do you want to make a shrine out of it when all that does is hold you back? We need to let go. You need to allow for transition and change to come. For if you cannot evolve within your belief process, then you will constantly hold yourself back. And for some people, there are beliefs or programs that need to stick with them right now that they can't truly let go of because it's not part of their path. Or they understand what it is, but they go, it's fine. I don't want to deal with it now. That is okay. But if it keeps coming up and you feel the need to let it go, but you can't, that is when you need to go deeper and more inward to find out why you need, why you won't, and what is its reason for being there. Was that more explanatory for you? Yes, thank you. And the next question is, with regards to the year 2032, if there's any meaning to that year specifically related to ascension. 
that is a time and a timeline for you humans continue to put consciousness into a time frame. You want a year, you want a time. The ascension can happen and will happen as it moves forward. And it will as long as the human existence do. And Mother Earth will continue to shift to allow for that ascension process. For the date of 2032 is a date that has been given to many others and has allowed for that consciousness to say, but do not fixate on that date. Know and understand that ascension has already been happening. And it may take longer or more, it may take less time or within a realm or a dimension, it may shift or this timeline that you're on, it may adjust as well. As long as each and every one of you look towards that place of ascension, but what each of you can do to truly have a oneness with your higher self, your mind, body, and soul, and all of those around you, including the energies that are around you. If you can focus on yourself and that increasing of it, the earth and all that are there will get there. And those that can't get to where the average is will decide to depart or will decide to pull out. And that is okay as well. So don't fixate on the date or the time, but instead fixate on what you can do yourself to raise, to increase, to truly get where you need to be. Is that helpful for you? I believe so, yes. And there's a question that's related to this, which is, do you have any advice on how to bring the body into alignment with the upgraded level of consciousness? It seems like the body is a bit slower to catch up. So the body is at the pace that the mind sets and the soul sets. And when they aren't in alignment, the body can have dis-ease because it's not in an easement of movement of where it needs to go. So it is truly about understanding that as you are sitting within your place, that if you are feeling you are in alignment or the body is not ascending, what is holding the body back? What is not allowing it to raise up? Is it a belief? Is it the soul? Is it that there's truly not grounding there? So the body is kind of just flailing because it doesn't have that grounding energy that allows it to move on this energetic pole that each and every being has that goes down into the ground, but also up into the other planes. For that is what is important to understand that if there's not an easy movement of ascension, there's something holding you back, a trigger, a belief, an energy, a resistance, or a dis-ease in where you're going. That is what you need to dig into. And when you can resolve that with the body, where the body tells us everything we need to know about what is happening, but no one listens. You get a pain in your arm and you say, oh, I must have slept on it wrong. But did you, or is your arm trying to tell you that it no longer is able to move? And that is how your energetic body is feeling, but it's coming through. Are you noticing yourself and your feet are, are getting big or they're having pains? Well, you don't want to move forward. You need feet to move forward. When you listen to the body, every ache, every ailment, every virus, every change, when you allow the body to tell you what's going on, that is when you will have an understanding of what is there. 
how you can shift it, release it, or realign it for the body to be at a better vibrational place for you to move on. For true illness or disease or virus or shift in the human body is all energetic. And yes, you can say that there's bacteria and microorganisms and other things that are on the planet. And that is true. But if the body is not in alignment, those will come in and take over to speak to you about what it is your body needs and how it can shift into the next plane. Does that answer your question for you? Kelly, is that good for you? Yes, thank you. Beautiful. And the next question is related as well. I feel stuck in regards to communicating with spirit, and sometimes I'm not sure if it's me or them. Any advice on this, please? Oh, it's always the human. We always speak, but you always question, is it truly me? Is it there? You put a block on what information coming through. Some of you walk around with hats that are truly saying, I don't want to hear. Do you have issues with your ears? So for you specifically, we say, allow yourself to open up that part of your mind. Allow for that consciousness to come through. Trust yourself, for you have had lifetimes in the past that have caused traumatic that your soul is saying, although we know we can do this, it is not something we want to experience again. Have faith in yourself. Keep stretching that muscle. Have faith. And no, you will get that. What other questions do you have before we go today? There are no more questions at this point, unless okay. anybody else. Okay. Well, with that, we appreciate each and every one of you listening today, having a broader understanding of what is coming, where things are going, as each of you are allowing for the ascension process to happen. And we say, let go of those things that are troubling you. Allow yourself to learn, dig deep to find the root of what is causing it, to live in a way that allows you to be on a path of true essence and joy. And with that, we wish you abundant. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Any questions or thoughts for me specifically? About what they said? So, just so everybody knows, and this is something that Catherine and I spoke about uh, when we first met each other, Catherine remains connected to their energy after she comes back in and is able to answer questions, to help clarify things, to go into things in a little bit more detail. They're still communicating through her. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly enough, after a bit of time, she completely forgets it, which is really, <laughs> which, which, which is really funny. Um, yeah. I'll hold, so, it, I'll hold it for a little bit. So yeah, so I can humanize it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Daniel. No, please. That's exactly um, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is is okay. is exactly yeah. that? So she's able to humanize it is a word that she uses, which I really enjoy as well. So yeah. if anybody has any questions or follow ups to the answers that they were given, she can help integrate this a little bit more into your experience. Mm -hmm. Anybody? anybody, and that's okay if not. 
Yeah. I know it's a lot. They give, it's like a, just an information dump, you know? So I tell everyone, listen to this recording, you know, you, you guys have access to it, you know, go back, you'll hear something different every time. Um, it, it just amazes me as, as what comes through, um, each and every time. So, and I see that comment, they, they are amazing. They, they have a sense of humor too. So as you guys saw, you know, they're just very direct and to the point, they don't sugarcoat anything. So. Kiana's asking if they always speak that fast. Yes. Always. That's why with clients, I'm always like, do you want to record it? Because you're not like, don't even try to take notes. I tell people is kick back and relax and just absorb. Um, and then if there's something particular, like I'm asking them now, is there anything particular they want me to go over again? And they're saying, no, they feel like everyone got what they needed. Not everyone needed everything. So. And that they understood enough of what they were asking for. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Beautiful. So thank you for that. Appreciate the the opportunity to to play with their energy and and um, yeah, just a lot of gratitude for for their assistance and for yours as well. Um, I love yes. how, and this is something that kind of speaks a little bit to, to Kyla's question. You know, I love how they're talking about the fact that you chose this body in alignment with the energy that was needed and was going to be needed for this work to take place. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, going back to the comment that, that we started the conversation with in terms of our life purpose, one of the struggles that I feel most of us play with is what am I here to do? What are my gifts? You know, I want to do what they do. I want to do what Catherine does. Hell, <laughs> please sign me up, you know? Um, but that's not what I chose to do. And so the, the challenge is finding that nuance in my own experience that aligns with what resonates with me and for me to follow that. And the, the feedback that I get time and time again is to follow the things that you enjoy, do the things that bring you pleasure, do the things that, that inspire you, and that will lead you down the alignment of what you were designed for. Um, I don't know if that's something that you or the team can can speak to a little bit more. Yeah, so it's all truly about that, you know, it is, this comes back to the life purpose thing. So we all have a life purpose. Obviously, this was my purpose in life. And so, you know, we all, every person can channel, but we channel in a different way. And so, you know, to find truly where you're, what you're meant to do is all about finding your passion. What gives you joy in life? What gives you passion with what draws you forward? Those are all very important things that will allow you to be where you need to be. I have so many people that always say, I just don't know where I need to go. I don't even know what I need to do. And I always say, well, what do you like? You know, where, where do you find those things? You know, someone's like, well, I kind of like art. I'm like, well, let's go get a kid's watercolor set and let's paint a picture. And maybe you'll go, you might not be the next major painter. That might not be your passion, but you might be like, oh, I really like the mixing of colors. Okay, then let's go down that path. And so that's how you can find that purpose. Because when you're living within your purpose and on your path and you have passion for what you do, you enjoy where you're at. You're not letting beliefs hold you back. Like, well, I need to work to have money. Well, can you get, you can have money in other ways. Maybe your hobby becomes artwork, which then becomes you sell and becomes your new way to make money, but you don't look at it as a job. 
Um, you know, it's all of those things that that have there. So it's looking at each of those beliefs, finding your passion, and then truly running with it. And I think that the next question that that got popped into the chat is both for you as well as the team. Any advice or any tips on learning to let go? Um, letting go is one of the hardest things we have to do as a human. Like we humans hate change. We do. <laughs> um, and you know, the thing that I've learned is it just takes time. It's just serving me. And you might go, that's not serving me, but I just, it's so comfortable. This belief just makes me feel good. And then sit with it, but know that it's going to keep coming up where you're going to keep looking at this belief. And at some point you might go, yeah, it needs to go. Um, Don't be hard on yourself. If you can't let go of something, don't, you know, if there's a trigger that keeps coming up and you're like, I don't know why I don't know why don't keep berating yourself over it. When the time is right, your soul, your body, and your mind will say, okay, let it pass. And just let that, let that have. Um, I specifically had a revelation this morning that I've been dealing with for years, but I didn't get the root of it until this morning. And I'm like, really, that was a belief I had. I'm like, that's not true. And it was about feeling unsupported by people that I had to do everything on my own. And I'm like, where did that come from? And as soon as I recognized it and was like, that's not what I believe anymore. It was like gone. It totally shifted my whole mindset. My whole, my energy this morning was just awful because that it was bubbling up through things that had happened in the past few days and weeks. And I connected it back to many other experiences over the past few years. So just let it, if you don't try to damper what you know it's it's like they're showing me like a boiling pot right now if you try to stop the bubbles all you're going to do is burn yourself and make a mess bubbles are never going to stop but if you look at the bubbles and let the 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 lid off the pot and say okay and you look at each of them and then you turn down the the fight flame that's fueling those bubbles or you put something else in that pot that cools it down and it stops you go oh i get it now so you're able to let it go in that manner and i know that's a very weird example and i don't know why that's what they were showing me but that's what that's what i got so so hopefully that was helpful bev uh kelly's asking i move through passions quickly is this normal as a creator i move on to the next thing then the next thing any comments so it is normal as a creator. Um, but the thing you have to be careful of is that you're not always, your energy isn't always looking for the newest, greatest, and best, that there isn't that boredom sense there. So are you someone that you find a passion, you get hundred percent into it, and then you go, no, I want the new and shiny thing. Because if you're constantly jumping from one thing to the next, you're just fueling that energy of complacency. Or, or that not complacency, that's the wrong word. Um, you're fueling that 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 I'm not ready to settle. I'm not well in complacency, I guess that is the right word. Um, you're just not ready to set. So um I'd say if that's your energy level is to move from one to the next, that's okay. But are you picking things up from them and are you finding other things? Are you getting peace from that? Or are you feeling like everything is just 
flipping all around and it's going in a million directions. So that would be that would be my thought to that. So just look at it. Don't stop it. Don't berate yourself over jumping from one thing to the next. Just really say, okay, what is this? How is it serving me? Is this just my energy? Is this how I release energy is jumping from one thing to the next? Do I truly have those things that fuel me? What gives me energy? What, what builds me up instead of takes me down? For me, this work builds me up. Making artwork builds me up. Being with friends and family builds me up. Um, and I know those things that that drag me down, like having to go in for jury duty. That kind of is a drag. Having to deal with the DMV. That sure as heck doesn't build me up. I don't know who it builds up, but you know, like, but those are, it, it's looking at it that way. What are you fueling yourself with? So I hope that helps, Kelly. Thank you. Any other questions? Feel free to to, to raise your hand or, or or pop them in the chat. Um, in the meantime, Catherine, can you talk about how people can connect with you and how they can work with you, and and also about the the invitation that you're you're making available to the participants of season two? Yeah. So I um I work with people um through either life purpose coaching. So we run through a five week process of um. You know, we work with each of the elements to really get you on a path of understanding where your passion lies and what your purpose is. Um, and people say, oh, only five weeks. And I say, well, I kind of let you let the birds spread their wings. And then I have clients that come back after a few weeks and say, okay, I'm ready to keep going again, you know, kind of dig down deeper. Um, but it, I do offer that is how I work with clients. And I also do individualized readings, um, 60-minute channeled reading sessions, which is kind of similar to what we did today. So it's a 30 to 40 minutes of me just channeling you asking questions, communicating. Then the other half is for um, this type of explanation, things that you don't understand or need more explanation on or, or just want to work through. Um, so I offer those. And that is what um, I'm offering today um, is you can get that um, for $199 um, versus the $250 if you use just the code um, CVCS, right? Or did, I back, or did I do that backwards? I'm not looking at it right now. <laughs> Uh, oh, we couldn't hear you there, Daniel. No, I can't hear you at all. I'm still muted. Sorry, I was going to the website <laughs> to see what else what else is listed on the, the offer. Uh, CSVS, yeah. which yeah. is the, yeah. the Channeling yeah. Spirit Virtual Summit. Yep. So um, you're able to so you're able to do that. Um, and then, you know, for people that just want to get to a little bit, know, know more about me, um, on my website too, you'll find a me channel, um, button, which is just a free 20 minute thing. Um, I don't do any channeling or any connections there, but some people just want to ask me other little questions. So that's available too, um, just to get to know each other. And I, I try to be an open book, um, you know, with answering whatever I, whatever I can for you or just questions you have about me specifically. So that, um, that is what I have. And I have different events that are online or um, in person. Um, I'm based in the Chicago um, land area. So I do in-person events here. So, you know, check out my website at um, thechanneledsource.com and let me know what, you know, if there's anything that resonates with you and love, love to have you there um, and, or at least meet you in person. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Any last questions from anybody? 
before we bring this conversation to an end. So thank you so much, Catherine, for, for coming to play with me and, and being part of this project. It's, uh, it's an honor to have you with us. And, and again, thank you to the Druids for, for making this possible and for the wisdom. Um, yeah, happy to do it. Very happy and pleased to be able to assist. And I appreciate you, you know, asking me to join and come on and for everyone for joining as well. Thank you very much. So everybody, um, this is uh, the end of day two. Tomorrow, we've got Kitty Foss and Amy J, Nick Rafter, and then, uh, and then myself. I'll be finishing the day. Um, so it'll be the, the, it'll be the four of us, three sessions. As always, 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m. Eastern. Information will be emailed to you later today. Uh, Catherine, thank you once again for all of your wisdom. Um, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Yes, absolutely. Well, I thank you so much. And you have a wonderful day too. And for everybody else, I will leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this incredible experience. We hope that this session has inspired a new level of understanding within you, allowing you to expand more easily into the essence of your true self and become an even more powerful alchemist in your own life. We invite you to listen to the session again and again in order to go deeper each time and expand even more, have it be via the replays or the unlimited access package. If you have enjoyed being part of this event, we invite you to tell your friends so that they can join us in the future. We are grateful that you are here, and we thank you for co-creating this experience with us. Until next time, we leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love.